Hello and welcome to the Bikini Down Under, where I, Kate Loder, your host, will be interviewing IFBB professionals from New Zealand, Australia, and then abroad. Thanks for tuning in. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Bikini Down Under. Today I had the pleasure of interviewing an IFBB pro from one of my favourite cities, Melbourne. This lovely lady used to be a nurse in the emergency department, but after winning her pro card at Wait For It, her first comp, she then decided to focus fully on her lifestyle and comp prep business that she and her partner Nick run, Body Royalty. What I love about these guys is their flexible approach to prep and the fact that they take on men and women from all federations. So without further ado, I bring to you Aleph Becker, IFBB Bikini Professional. We're good to go. Awesome. Yay. How are you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. A bit flustered from running around trying to get a Wi-Fi, but we got there in the end. Yeah, so I used to be halfway around Melbourne. Yeah, no, it's good. It's a hot day today too, so a bit flustered, but we're here. It, like 38 degrees. I remember when I lived there, it got stinking hot. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I think it's going to hit 38 today actually. It's already like 30 and it's 8, 8.44 in the morning, so... Wow, it's going to be a hot one. Yeah. Have you trained this morning? Do you train early mornings or? Um, I train kind of like morning to midday time. So I'll train at around 11 today, nice. um, which will be pretty hot, but got to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, we'll get into the questions. Okay, so sweet. just to give our listeners um, a bit of background, I asked this for everyone. So whereabouts did you grow up and where are you currently living, even though we know so I actually have a funny backstory. I, I moved a lot growing up. Um, I went to about 12 schools and that was yeah. because um, my dad managed a lot of farms. So we moved with the seasons. So um, yeah, I basically grew up all in the country on the right side of Australia. And yeah. then um, we ended up settling in Melbourne about, oh, I'm going to say 10 years ago. So now, yeah, now I'm I'm living in the city now with my partner, um, just in like the the centre of the city in Melbourne. Awesome. And what are you currently doing for work, Anne? So I'm a women's health and empowerment coach. So I help women develop a healthy relationship with food, exercise and her own reflection and self-confidence. And that's what I do full time now. Brilliant. So you've given up. Did I see that you were, were you nursing before yeah, that? Like, yeah, I was nursing in lots of different fields of nursing um, and doing the business part-time. Um, we actually lived in Bali all of last year and worked on the business and now I'm back in Melbourne and still on the business. So yeah, full-time working on our business. Awesome. That is so cool. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's different, you know, different, yeah, different waves of um, different careers. It's awesome. Definitely. And did you play any other sports like competitively growing up that led you towards bodybuilding or were you doing um, anything? Yeah, growing up I dabbled in a little bit of soccer and netball. Um, yeah. But I got into competitive sports with my running um, throughout high school and into my early 20s. So I ran 1,500 metres and 800 metres track um, in running. Yeah. and I got to a state level but by the time I, re- I reached about 20, um, I just wasn't connecting with the sport as much, and then I stopped. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. So what is, um, what is it that you love about bodybuilding? What is your why and sort of you know, how you ended up getting into the sport? Yeah, so, well, to me, it's the name in itself, bodybuilding. So, like, being able to build a different body to what was given to you 
and having a level of control, creating a new home and body following our criteria excites me. Um, I think that's really, really awesome and it's so rewarding. And I also love how it can make you grow and force you to step outside of your comfort zone and really develop your confidence. So just really growing emotionally and physically through the sport. Definitely. I completely agree. After having bubs, it was sort of like the only thing that sort of helped me get yeah, my Yeah, get that control. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. And I love your backstory for the fact um, that I'm pretty sure you got your pro card right away. I could be wrong, so I'll let you take over. But when and where did you get your pro card? Yeah, so I competed at the mid-year pro qualifier in Melbourne um, in July 27th, I think it was this year. So 2019, um, it was my first ever time competing. You know, I was, I was so, I'm still so new to bodybuilding and this world. Um, but you know what, I, did, I entered all divisions because in my mind I thought anything can happen and that was my mentality throughout the whole prep, like anything can happen. Um, and I wanted to see where I stood amongst competitors that have competed for years and have done a lot of shows. Um, but, yeah, in the end I won every division in my pro card on my first show. So really um, – if you really do back yourself, anything can really happen. So, yeah, that's how I got my pro card. That is actually incredible. So crazy. I'm still like, I didn't think it's hit me yet. I think it'll yeah. hit me at my pro debut. But, um, yeah, I'm still like in shock, you know. Absolutely, because it's so competitive over there. Like the girls actually look ridiculous. Yeah, like. crazy competitive. And it's such a new world. And I'm still, you know, I've only done a first show. So I only know what I've done. And, yeah. um. I'm still a first, I still see myself as a first timer. So yeah, crazy. So crazy. That's so what was the reaction like? Like was it a positive reaction from everyone? Like, because I know people have sort of been competing for ages and might have been shocked. That um, you just... Yeah, it it was more negative, I'm gonna say. Um, because it was such a, you know, it's never happened before. And sure. there were favourites to win the pro card and you know, then I'm here, like no one even knew who I was. So there was a lot of conflicting opinions after the show um, and people were really vocal about it. So a lot of people, you know, on the day, I mean, I had a few supporters from show day, but it was more the first timers because we all got on stage together for the first time. But I would say when it got to novice and the open, those um, athletes obviously were more competitive and um, there was, yeah, there was a lot of disagreements and, um, people just saying basically they don't agree with the decision. Wow. Um, so that was a bit hard at first because obviously I'm so new and then like it was so conflicting because I was so excited to be pro but then so torn about the discussion of me being pro. It wasn't really positive. Um, but, yeah, it's really actually been my fuel. Um, and I think I always think like if you're doing well at life, there's always going to be people that – are jealous or envious or hating so I must be doing I must be doing the right thing a hundred percent yeah I remember you sort of saying something like that about in your stories I just I thought you handled it really well like Thank I can't you. imagine how hard that would be to you know to be trying to have your moment and have people questioning yeah yeah and it wasn't yeah. even like I think that people look people can have their opinions it's a competitive sport and it's a sport where you're judged so you need to be open to that obviously me being new I wasn't ready for that um but it was more so other people being fueled by opinions and using that to to attack someone else or belittle someone else. Because at the end of the day, I didn't mark for the scorecard, so you shouldn't be personally attacking me at all. Um, obviously, if I win, I'm going to take it. Um, you know, I'm not going to say no. But um, 
but yeah, so I think it was the influence that it had on other people um, that were obviously not just feeling so good about themselves. Yeah, it's really important to be a good sport always. Yeah, so, yeah it certainly shows people's true colours, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. So, what was your, if you can tell us, some, what was your feedback after the show? Yeah, my feedback was really straightforward. So, it was basically to bring up and build my extremities and my muscle bellies. Um, they were very specific on me not to lose my symmetry and my shape and obviously mm-hmm. come in more conditions because obviously on a pro level you, you need to be that extra extra step. So, um, yeah, so keep my symmetry, build my muscles and um, come in more conditions. Brilliant. And do you have to sort of um, in Australia go after the judges or do they just give you advice or give you the feedback? So you have to, after the show, you go onto the IFBB Pro League Australia website and you request judges' feedback. And then okay. you get an email. I said, I actually didn't know. So I sent my email quite late. So I sent it in my questions a week after the show and I think got a response two weeks after that. Awesome. Yeah. And how do you go about putting um, the feedback like into practice? Like what, what have you sort of changed? Yeah, I've, I've just been really li- – well, obviously for my last show, I was vegetarian, not vegan. Um, I've been vegan before, so now I'm vegan. So it's a bit bit of a different adjustment with foods and my training is obvi- – I'm training more now. Before I was training only like four times a week leading up to my last show. Now I'm training about yeah. six times a week and I'm lifting much heavier and really having longer rest periods in my sessions so I can just hit it harder with the heaviness and reps. Nice. But other than that, style is exactly the same. I would just say that there's more volume – um, and more intensity in terms of how often I'm training. Sure. Yeah. Do you, do you do your cardio at the same time? Like do you try and knock it out in, in one go? Oh, or? I actually don't do any cardio. Um, oh, I love Yeah, it. so I just – even with um, my last show and other girls that we prep, we um, don't really add cardio until it's like six weeks out. Obviously, you'll always have sure. steps to follow, but cardio um, – look, if I'm prepping, I'll do my cardio at a later time. Luckily, I've got a, a treadmill um, in my building. So in my prep, I would go before bed or before my dinner, do an hour of cardio just on the treadmill, and then that would be my cardio. Um, but at this stage, I'm definitely saving that for when I start my official, like, peeling down prep. Brilliant. Yeah. Cool. So I love the fact that you're vegan. So would you mind sharing with us, um, just in case anyone's thinking of sort of doing that, yeah. what some of your typical meals look like just to make your life easier and prep? Yeah, so it's a bit different now because um, obviously I was vegetarian for my last prep. So at that time I was having eggs and a salad, um, salt, pepper, all that kind of stuff. But now it's obviously I'm not having eggs. I'm full vegan. So I'm having a lot of shakes now. Um, I'm having a lot of mm. vegetarian meats with like low-carb noodles, low-carb rices and stir-fries with veggies, lots of rice, lots of low-carb bread, protein breads and basically lots of fruits and then all the yummy stuff like protein cookies and treats. Yeah, I must admit my preps don't seem like preps. Um, It's just our approach. We do try and keep meals tasty and satisfying and it's not always the same thing every day but I do know that will change for my my pro debut coming up but um. Yeah, it's just a fluctuation. Basically, any way that I can get protein, really. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds really doable. So, what sort of protein are you using? Like, is it blessed? Oh or no. What? So it's um, it's called. I'm not sure if they have it in NZ, but um, 
it's from ASN and it's called Evolve Vegan Protein. Um, And that's just because it it tastes so good. And it also, with the consistency, you can add less water if you want and it can become like a peanut butter. But it's it's no fat peanut butter. So you can go crazy on it. And it's high protein. So like, and you can get different flavors like salted caramel, cookie dough flavor, all this stuff. So you can make it a paste. It can be a protein shake or you can make um, cookies out of it. So... Yeah, it's like a really good um, all-rounder kind of protein that I really recommend to people that aren't even vegan because um, it's really good on the stomach as well. Yeah, I'm taking yeah, notes. Yeah, get it. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about um, body royalty. So you run that with your partner, mm-hmm. Nick, and I was just sort of wondering what your guys' coaching philosophy was and what are some of the things that people can expect when they join the team? Yeah, sure. So the mission Nick and I have is to help men or women find a healthy relationship with their food, training, and their own self. So being controlled and consumed by food is such a common problem and a problem that both Nick and myself have experienced. We have seen it firsthand how it can affect everything in your life, your training, your motivation, self-esteem, your relationships, honestly, everything, which makes a lot of sense because 80% of the hormones produced in the gut go to our brain. So, you know, if you eat crappy, you feel crappy. So we are here to make that change. We study each client, their body, their lifestyle, their goals, their needs, and brainstorm a holistic, maintainable, realistic, and satisfying program, whether if it's online or prepping. With our online clients, though, we check in at least once a week. Usually it's more than once, but depending on whenever they need us because um, they can access us from the app that we use to deliver the training. And then every four weeks, the nutrition and training plan changes and we change with the body. So before we update everything, we go over photos and review and kind of brainstorm again, Um, speak to our client about how they're feeling and make sure that they're feeling and seeing the changes as well and just really create healthy and strong individuals basically. Amazing. So do you you obviously coach lifestyle as well as concrete? Yes. So that was for, I would say that's more our gen pop lifestyle. And then for our comp prep where we're really strict on not taking anyone more than uh, under 16 weeks out. Um, and mm-hmm. the reason for that is because we want to maintain a healthy prep and not put too much crazy pressure on the body over a shorter period of time. With our comp clients, we also do in-person check-ins if they're in Melbourne um, every two weeks leading up to their prep or if it's on, um, they're an online client, it'll be over videos and photos. Um, yeah. For posing as well, I do do posing for IFBB Pro League in person I haven't had any online posing sessions yet, but of course, if people need it, I'm more than happy to help out. And yeah, look, even though it's prepping, our our mission is the same. We want to maintain a healthy and satisfied body. Um, obviously, the foods and training will be different with someone that's prepping, but our client's well-being is still the center of everything. Amazing. And so do you prep um, WBFF as yeah. well? Yeah, so we prep, you know, all federations, even though I'm an IFBB Pro League pro, I respect all federations and, um, you know, people always start somewhere. So we want to be supportive of that and a part of that journey. So, yeah, we've done a WBFF prep um, that was in New Zealand recently, actually, um, for our client. And, yeah, she did really well. It was her first ever show and she was in top five and she was the only one in top five where it was her first show. Um, so she did really, really good. So really, yeah, any show we're open to prepping, um, as long as we're able to, you know, support a healthy prep towards that show, we, we were happy with any, any federation. 
Awesome. And I think you actually um, pose clients at my old PT, Carla. Oh, yes, yes. I think she was my trainer when she was at Enterprise yeah, Fitness. Okay, yes. At CDG Studio. Yep. That's where yeah, I, yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Oh, I didn't even know you knew Carla. There you go. <laughs> awesome. So something I ask all the coaches on the podcast, are there any misconceptions at all that people have had about you or your coaching business since becoming pro or just in general? Um, so the only thing I can really think of is um, after winning an athlete, telling another athlete to not be friends with me because I'm not really as nice as I seem. Um, but that's really all I've heard about my character um obviously there was a lot of conflict about me winning um but I think a lot of people thought that because I you know I do believe I'm a humbled and kind athlete in person but I think a lot of people thought that I would just kind of cop cop the over opinionated comments and you know bullying and not really speak up but they, they really didn't realize that I'm a very very open person and I I'm I, I love to be a voice for myself and other people so I was very vocal about how I um how I felt and spoke my truth and how I wasn't afraid of anyone really trying to belittle me no matter how popular they were on the internet or anything like that um so yeah I'm okay with criticism but bullying and all that kind of stuff from fake profiles um is just yeah I don't stand for it but being a new athlete and experiencing that firsthand was unfortunate, but it definitely fueled me. And if anything, it gave me a bigger voice for those who have felt the same way or will feel the same way. Um, but other yeah. than that, I haven't really had any, yeah, I guess people just think that I'm really nice and wouldn't really speak up and just cop it, but I definitely will never, you know, I've, I've experienced way too much in my life to keep quiet. So um, I think they know better now. And I think if anything, it's yeah. taught them that, um, not everyone will stay quiet and it will backfire on them. And I think in a way it has um, or it will in the future yeah. in their careers as well. Um, but in terms of the business, there's been no comments made about our coaching. And I just think that's because the results speak for themselves. But obviously since yeah. my pro win, we have taken a small number of um, competitors uh, and we've had messages from people saying like, you know, trolls that we know nothing about competing. We can't prep people to shows. But, um, but since then, you know, we've helped two clients um, achieve top three and top five in their first ever shows. So I think that in itself shows for our coaching. I think it's just people struggle to grasp a holistic approach when it's with prep. Um, mm -hmm. But obviously we're here to change that when it comes to competing. But um, other than that, no, not really. I think, I think because I'm so new, people are yet to know who I learn about me. But I think maybe there will be more in the future. Um, with upcoming shows and such but yeah not 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 too much outside of that awesome I really appreciate you sharing that and that's yeah, cool of course. so what do you think the difference is between a great competitor in a top level athlete say on the Olympia stage uh, I think the difference is experience and worth ethic I don't doubt that great athletes don't have the work ethic but I think a top level Olympian have a new level because they literally have you know developed and motivated their whole life to the sport in every aspect but what's great about that is a great athletes that aren't top olympians can work towards the same and we just need to remember that these top olympians also started from the bottom and work their way up so I really do think it's just experience and work ethic um, and sustainability yeah. awesome so you don't 
you wouldn't say um like genetics uh, play a part like I'm, I'm just really curious people's opinion oh yeah I definitely I 100% think that genetics play a part um I'll be the first yeah. to admit that um I don't think you know if you're a certain gene you're a guaranteed win but I think definitely mm. some genes um can definitely help for example uh develop muscle more easily or naturally are more curvier so they don't have to work as hard to um, build that shape or um, yeah so I definitely think genetics can play a part but I think at the same time they can go against you as well um, so yeah. it really depends on how you work with your strengths um, because I've seen crazy you know like if you look at the latest Olympian Issa she was like really thin you know she had anorexia she had no muscle on her and she's been yeah. that from a very small age and now she's like you know so muscular like so full incredible shape so I think mm. I think they can definitely support your look but I think they can you can overdo it as well and you could be too much um so it's just yeah it depends yeah. on how you work with your strengths and weaknesses but I think everyone's got strengths or weaknesses genetics or not if it's not your you being Brazilian it's something else you know um which is yeah. amazing that, you know, why bodybuilding is so amazing because there's so many different physiques to look from and pick from. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, she's got this incredible yeah, little waist. Yeah, tiny. Uh, so what are your views, Han, on um, if it fits your macros or versus a meal plan when you're in comp prep? Yes. To be honest, in my prep, I followed macros, I would say, but not in the way yeah. that if it fits your macros promotes it. Um where, like where, you know, they replace a cupcake for a meal because you'll be fine. Um, I see food as mm. fuel. So, yes, I made things fit into my macros, but foods that support and fuel my body. I think that if it fits your macros approach can be dangerous because there are so many unhealthy macros that can still fit into those numbers and not support good hormonal health. So I would say mm. I had both, which is similar to what we do with our clients actually. So, I was dieting through a meal plan but also having safe options that also support my macros to add more flexibility to the diet. Nice. Definitely. So would you say like even if you were eating crap that like fitted your macros, you wouldn't get the same like physical looking result? Um, I think if you were eating crap and you made it fit your macros, maybe you would achieve physical changes and be able to maintain that for a week. But your hormones would be so mm. out of whack. Your body wouldn't be able to hold on to that and your emotions would eventually make you binge into other things, reach for other things, that level of self-control would be gone. Um, so I think it makes also a, a, an emotional and hormonal impact if you're just constantly eating crap and trying to fit those things into your numbers. I think, yeah, you might see a result in like a week, two weeks, but you definitely won't be able to maintain that long-term because the body needs the right nutrients and fuel to function, grow, and um, support itself. Mm, such good points. Okay. So posing, could you give us any tips or cues for the girls out there? For that sure. Are just getting so into the posing sport? is my favorite part of the sport. It's actually what I struggled with most, but it ended up being my strength on show day. Um, my best advice is awesome. practice literally every day. And when you do, record yourself from your back camera, not your front camera, because you want to get familiar with how yeah. the poses feel. Because um, on show day, you don't have a mirror or a camera to look at. Um, and when you do look back at the video, a quarter adjustingly 
with that rather than just constantly looking at a screen and readjusting that way. I'd also record from a very low angle tilting up because that's exactly how the judges will be viewing you and you don't want to perfect your posing for the wrong angles. And lastly, enjoy it. Bring out that inner goddess and flaunt her. This is a rare chance in life where you get to unapologetically be this empowered woman, show off all your hard work, own it because that, you know, just own it because you are worthy and you are there to show off all your amazing work and that definitely if you have that mentality, it actually definitely transforms through your um, presentation, your posing. Awesome. I love that. So what are your thoughts on like the side pose versus the front pose? Do you think one's more relevant at the moment for the IFBB bikini division or, or both the work? I think both for sure. I think, um, you know, I don't know how you guys there um, run your shows, but obviously if we have more time, you get your full routine and move to the side. I think perfect every mm. single pose. Um because when you are transitioning or when you're waiting by the side, you are going to have to switch between the two and they're going to be, the eyes are going to be on you the whole time. So perfect every pose. Um, I think your, for example, that transition side pose kind of one is my strongest pose. Um, and, mm. you know, I, I want, so I think definitely can still be a power pose um, if you learn how to tweak it for your body and bring up, you know, bring up your strengths and hide your weaknesses. For sure. Like what, what's the time frame you guys get? We, I think we get about sort of 15 to 20 seconds well, as an amateur here. wrong person to ask because I've only done the one show. Um, <laughs> but I think it was about the same, yeah. So I did my – I come out, I did yeah. my pose at the back, walked forward, did a full rotation, came back to the front and then um, did my curtsy and went to the side. So, yeah, about 15, 20 I think. Amazing. And did you go straight into a pro show? Like, are you? So you didn't, did you? Like, you're doing one because I'm just thinking here in New Zealand when the amateurs got pro, they went straight back out with the pros, but it wasn't actually a pro show. No, so just... I had to pay. Um, look, we had some amateurs go to Japan and they did the pro show the next day, but I think because there were like people that were authorized to sign it off, I had to send off my mm-hmm. pro application, get that accepted, and then get my. Um, you know, official pro card in the mail. So my next pro show will be the Arnold's in Melbourne, but um, I really did want to compete straight away, (laughs) but I definitely want to, I don't want to rush hard work, um, you know, and rush anything that could be better. So I kind of like had to bite my tongue and just wait for, wait around for March. Um, Yeah. To be able to bring up everything that I can really and learn. (laughs) Yeah, it's all excited. excited for you. That's so, so what um, training style or split do you recommend? So once again, it really depends on what the individual's strengths um, and, you know, strengths and weaknesses are. But the, what I keep mm. hearing over and over is shoulders, hammies, glutes and lats. You know, that's what I keep yeah. hearing um, with feedback, with, a, you know, a lot of podcasts, a lot of other coaches and everything like that. So... I would really just bring up, firstly, try and get your symmetry between your upper body and your lower body because if you have that imbalance, mm-hmm. then your X shape or your V taper won't be as strong. So I'd try and develop that symmetry and then um, without overpowering one over the other. And just honestly, do just go hard on your shoulders, your back, your lats, um, your glutes and your hammies, really. Like it's from what I'm seeing, from what I'm researching, what I'm hearing, um, what I did for me, 
And what I'm doing now is exactly that, um, to bring that illusion of a smaller waist and a strong X shape. Awesome. So would you do like a lot of um, unilateral work as well, like to make sure both sides are even or are you pretty? I am even on both sides, but for our clients that aren't, I do do that um, just to bring up that symmetry because, um, because yeah, it really shows on stage, especially on the photos if you do have an imbalance um, and the judges can spot that out from a mile away. So definitely. Um, But for me, because I am balanced, I don't need to do that at this stage. Yeah. Awesome. And so you'd say at the moment you're focusing, like you're saying, on on the bigger compound movements and more hypertrophy style training? I kind of do both um, on different days. So my body needs constant change and my recovery is extremely fast. So I'm hitting it in both aspects. Um, But that is because I'm building and because I have the symmetry. If I'm needing to bring up a certain area over the other, I would personally do more isolated work um, on that area alone. But at this stage, because I'm doing both, um, in one session I'll hit a PB and go really hard and just go to the compounds. And then another session I'll go at a moderate weight, really slow contractions and really um, focus on isolating each muscle group. Um, But, yeah, just depending on my training day. But I'm definitely attacking both. I don't like to rule out everything I don't like um for me personally I don't like you know just doing one thing and sticking to one thing because I think for me personally my body needs constant change um so yeah I like to attack everything every every way that I can really awesome and so what would be some like go-to exercises for you and your clients so at the moment I'm actually really um obsessed with barbell lunges on the spot really really heavy um like six to eight reps per leg like three sets um and then I'm really loving um sumo squats so really focusing going for a black you know three to four sets working my way up going you know as heavy as I can trying to hit a big pb even if it's like I'm hitting a pb by like half a kilo I like to hit pbs as much as I can because I'm growing um, but also, of course, protecting yeah. my form. Um, and for lower body, I'm also loving uh, glute bridges, obviously, but not the full um, the full contraction. So I'm liking glute bridges, stopping, like resting, not letting my glutes rest all the way down, just doing like a half rep and then shooting back up. Um, so that's been working really nice. well. And then for upper body, basically anything shoulders. I'm loving the assisted pull-ups and dips recently because it's really easy to adjust the weight and get stronger in that as well um and obviously lateral and front cable raises for my shoulders too um and that's what we're doing for a lot of our clients to help create that shape that um you know outline shape of the body and then broader upper body and then coming into the waist and then out with the lower again great tips do you train um your calves as well I actually don't, but I cycle. Yeah. So I cycle everywhere and I cycle with my highest um, gear. So, I mean, my bike's not fancy or anything, but I'm on gear eight constantly. So it never goes down. So with that, yeah. my quads, my hammies and my calves are always being worked. Um, I didn't do this for my last prep because I stopped cycling completely because my lower body does grow quite a lot. Um, and we definitely don't want an overpowering, you know, quads um, or really, really, really thick legs. But I can afford to grow it for this show coming up because I will be stripping down more. 
and obviously losing size there too. So yeah, because I cycle, I don't. If I wasn't cycling, then I would definitely be having carbs into my uh, calves into my routine like twice a week. Awesome. So you were saying you're still growing. So are you still like in a surplus? Like how sort of soon out do you sort of go into a deficit when you're coming back down for, for the March Arnold? Yeah, so I'm not in a surplus anymore. I'm at a maintenance now. Um, yeah. So I'll be, I think I'll be on this for another month, another four weeks, and then I'll start to strip down. My last, so we're, I think we're 17 weeks out now. Um, and my last prep was 12, only 12 weeks. So now I've got the luxury to, to get that feedback and grow. Um, but yeah, I'm still trying to grow in this maintenance and just applying more like, you know, having the right supplements and vitamins. Like I didn't do any of that for my pro, my winning, um, show. I just Mm -hmm. kind of, um, went with the flow. I was super chill. Like I didn't take any vitamins, any supplements, kind of just ate, you know, did all that kind of stuff but now because I've got so much more knowledge um and something to work up to I'm um definitely growing now that wasn't really a goal for me then it was just stripping down really because I didn't really know know as much as I do now um so the strip will probably start like at I'm gonna say 14 weeks out awesome yeah Cool. And what are your thoughts on on waist trainers? Do you use them or no? I don't use waist trainers. Um, I don't know much about them, so I can't say you know they're great or they're not. Um, but I just assume that they wouldn't work. I guess unless you're wearing them like twenty four seven for five years. But um, I could be wrong. Some people really vouch for them, but I don't see it to be healthy for your stomach and your ribs. Whilst I was yeah. working in emergency, um. I had a patient actually come in with unbearable pain with a waist trainer attached and she moved her ribs into her body when buckling the last buckle. Um, But I always say one study of a person doesn't determine everyone, but that was kind of an experience that freaked me out. And, um, you know, I just don't like me personally. I don't like any quick fixes or anything like that. I just really, I think the powers in nutrition and training. Awesome. I love that. Brilliant. And what are your thoughts on stomach va- um, vacuums? Do you guys implement them? No, or? I actually haven't tried them. My partner, Nick, did them but more for, like, fun <laughs> to show me that he could yeah. vacuum. Um, <laughs> but I haven't tried it. Um, I imagine that it would strengthen and exercise the abdominal wall. Um, I'm only guessing, but I'm just assuming it would because you're, you know, contracting that area. But, um, yeah, again, I just think you might have to, you would have to do that all the time for certain amounts of minutes or whatever a day. And I'm not very good at that. So I'm not going to start something I can't execute. Um, so yeah. yeah, no, I haven't tried. Have you? No, I, I gave him a go for a little bit, but again, like anything that sort of, you know, you're either in it <laughs> or you're not. And I just can't afford to, to put my mind on those things at this stage. Yeah, no, I love that. You make prep seem very doable. Like I really love your approach. Uh, yeah, I try. Like, you know, I think I think if your mind and your body is healthy, it's when it will respond best. Definitely, so, um, yeah. We need to remember that. Like a lot of people are like, go hard, go hard, but your body's going to give in the end and your mental health. So we need yeah. to, you know, going to the comp, everyone told me, you know what, you're going to lose your period. You're going to have so many hormonal problems. Like it's not worth it. Um, blah 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 obviously I'm a natural athlete but even natural athletes would lose their period because they're so deprived and their hormones are out of whack and their body's hungry so their body can't afford to shed 
Um, but I got yeah. my food show day, you know. So yeah. it's it's really um, it's just so important, and I think it's not worth it if it costing your mental health. Um, totally. But if you can achieve it with while still being healthy to a degree, then it's it's worth it, completely worth it. You know, it's the best thing I've ever done. So definitely doable. Yeah, I remember when I was just getting into it, I just thought you needed to go, like, be so extreme. Yeah. But now that I've done a prep myself, I mean, not that I sort of got to the level of conditioning that you need, but you don't need to go. It's crazy. Yeah, That's I think, there's, think. Real, there's real power in prepping yourself if you've got the knowledge or being prepped by someone that um, respects your actual body as your temple um, because yeah. having that relationship is just really like so powerful like when our clients come on and by week three or four they're they're realizing and really connecting with their body and seeing food as fuel and just feeling that fuel run through their body it's the most rewarding thing um, because when something that doesn't work for your mind or body and you have that you know straight away I mean, not yeah. ignoring the science. So, yeah, love that. I absolutely, yeah, really love connecting the mind and body together. Definitely. And what are your views, Han, on cardio, say, for your clients? Um, if you do need to implement it, how do you preserve the muscle while you're still trying to get comp lean? Um, so, yeah, like I mentioned, we really start our cardio, like, from six weeks out, and that's purely yeah. for that reason. I think a, a lot of reasons, really, to preserve that muscle that you've built, but also to stop um, – stop you from overworking and overtraining and you know just really stressing out and like exhausting the body um we're obviously we're very different so we don't do cardio that's like two hours a day on the stairmaster it's really cruisy you know from six weeks out it'll be something like an hour on the treadmill max incline moderate weight um, at a separate time to your training or after you train if you if you can't do it later um but you, I think you can definitely overdo cardio as well, especially with competing. Like muscle is so important and you could have great amount of muscle mass, but if you, you know, if you do too much cardio, it can just make you look really stripped, um, stripped and too small, especially in the areas that need to show the most, which are your glutes and your shoulders. Um, I think a lot of people forget that this is bikini and bikini is feminine. Um, and bikini is you know it's not a physique that maybe everyone has all the time but it's about being feminine and a feminine is having some percentage of fat on your body and if you are doing two hours of cardio every day and you know for weeks and weeks and weeks you're going to lose a lot of that um, healthy fat that helps us create those those curves with our bodies in my opinion Um, and helps your muscles some of your muscles look even fuller than they are so that's just my opinion, but um, yeah, we definitely don't like to overdo the cardio, overwork the body, and also um, create that relationship with our clients for them to think cardio is everything. Yeah. I had a client that um, she was doubling the amount of cardio that we recommended, and I saw her on her Instagram, and I asked, you know, what's what's happening, and she was like, um, I'm just freaking, you know, obviously freak out leading up to your show. She was like, I'm freaking yeah. out. Like, I feel like I need to do more cardio. And we were like, no, you need to just do exactly what we're recommending because where can we move from there? The body's going to plateau. The body is very adaptive when it comes to cardio. So if you're getting your body to adapt to a two-hour session of cardio, your body's not going to change much after that. So you always need something to work up to, you know, starting starting less frequent than, than coming up to and doing more maybe – a little bit more intense or longer periods or more often, but 
you can't expect your body to budge doing such you know such so many crazy amounts of cardio every day yeah totally and do you think there is like a big difference like in between the results you get between steady state and hit because there always seems to be a debate on which one's better and I prefer steady state over hit because um hit is more fast in your metabolism more quickly but if you're constantly doing hit it can eat away at your muscles more quickly compared to steady state yeah. but also hit it's in itself high intensity stress you know, you're, you're obviously already feeling some sort of stress prepping. Um, you're obviously feeling, you know, certain ways from prepping, adding heat into the mix and adding that stress I just think isn't necessary on your digestive health, on your energy. Um, I just think, yeah, personally we don't recommend HIIT. Um, if, the, if we believe the person can take it because their stress levels are good and um, they're used to that type of cardio, we can definitely implement it somewhere. But majority would be steady state over here awesome yeah steady state is so much more enjoyable I agree yeah you just don't want to feel so flustered you know like it's funny because a lot of people that do like outside of prepping like f45s and such come onto our program because their body is so stressed from all that intensity every day um and their gut health and their their muscle development is all very consistent throughout all the different types of people that have come to mm. us that do that. Um, so I think that speaks within it for itself in a way. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree. And I, I almost feel like I get stressed before having to do it as well. Yeah, it's like a mental, you have to mentally prepare yourself to, to torture to yourself. for the next 30 Maybe it's because I don't like it. I'm not giving it to anyone. Yeah, no, I'm with you there completely. Why <laughs> not enjoy it at no. all? No. So, and clearly it's working anyway, not doing it. So we'll just stick with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Don't try and fix something that's not broken. Exactly. <laughs> Where do you see yourself kind of in the next few years competitively? Um, so I really do want to get to Olympia. Um, I know it's not going to be easy and I know it may seem far-fetched, but so did winning my first show and becoming pro. So um, I don't like ruling anything out and I really don't like not giving my 100%. So my goal is to get to Olympia, represent my federation, my country, um, but most important, represent our way of coaching and the importance of hormonal and hormonal health and overall health, even whilst competing. Um, and just, yeah, really try and stay with our beliefs the whole way through um, and see where it can see where it can take me, really. Goosebumps, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, crazy. But that's definitely like, you know, when I go to sleep, when I wake up, when I have a minute to spare, that's Olympia's constantly on my mind. Like if you saw my YouTube search or what I'd be watching day in, day out, just Olympia, Olympia, Olympia. Um, yeah, definitely like it's it's huge for me. So that's really what I wanna work towards. Awesome. So what made you choose the IFBB? Like was there a reason you chose it over other federations? I just wanted to basically compete. I didn't know anything about IFBB. I didn't know anything about um, any other federations. I just really wanted to get on the stage. I'm so happy I chose IFBB because it takes you to Olympia. Mm. Um, but I was tossing between like WBFF, ICN. Um, I actually really wanted to do WBFF, but I was looking at their, you know, the rewarding physiques for them. Mm. And... Um, you know, just like what WFF stands for as well, um, which is, you know, what is it, World 
beauty, fashion, beauty. fitness or something. Um, mm-hmm. And I wanted something more on the fitness side of things. So then I looked into ICN and IFBB and I really wanted to do bikini, but my physique for ICN, I felt suited more ICN's fitness. Yeah. Um, just because like my muscle development was a bit different to, you know, the bikini for ICN. So I really tried to suit a federation that would um, appreciate where my development was already at. Um, and then I looked into IFBB and fell in love and I was like, oh, my God, can I do this? Um, it made me really nervous as well because it's an untested federation. Yeah. Um, so I was just like, oh, I was so, so nervous because I really – I didn't realize because I was so new. I was comparing myself to pros, yeah, um, not the amateurs that I'll be competing with. I didn't realize that everyone would be, a lot of people wouldn't, no one would be a pro. I just, I don't know why in my head I was like, I'm going to be versing this, this, this. But none of them were obviously there because they were all pros. But the good thing out of that was um, I aspired to look like them. Yeah. So, um so I guess that worked out. I wasn't trying to look like an amateur. I was really trying to look like a pro without realising. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I just chose IFBB because um, I appreciate the, the level of, I guess, progress that you get with it. Sure. Um, and how I appreciate how the posing is the same for everyone so you can evenly judge everyone. And I really am so happy I chose them because they, there's no favouritism, there's no – who's more popular, who's got more followers. You know, I was completely new. No one even knew who I was. Like backstage, everyone knew everyone. I barely knew anyone. I didn't even know to bring a towel that day. I was sitting on the floor with my tan. Like I was so (laughs) new, like such a noob and I won. Um, So it's honestly the best thing I've ever done picking IFBB. That's amazing. Yeah, I love how you sort of, you know what to expect with the posing. Like I think if I got up on the WBFF stage, I'm just going what in God's name am I doing? Yeah, I, I kind of like it in a way because our client obviously did the show. I kind of like that if you stuffed up, no one would ever know. They'd think sure. it's part of your routine, which is great. But I just feel like it'd be so much more fair to judge everyone in the same pose. Um, yeah. Because then you can see the strengths and weaknesses rather than with WFF, they're constantly moving. I really, I, hats off to the WFF judges. I really don't know how they judge. Yeah, like, but you know, I think if you look at our judging criteria, it's beautiful. Like, it's based on symmetry, condition, posing, presentation, costume, um, sim- like all these, all these things that I think should be marked in a bodybuilding federation. Definitely. So yeah, and I really so appreciate for, it. For your show, hun, did you um, did you coach yourself, or did Nick coach you, or how did you sort of tackle that prep? Yeah, so Nick and myself coached me. Um, Nick, in the sense of he's obviously. Been, I've worked in the medical industry. He's worked in the fitness industry. So he's got much more knowledge with me in terms of training. Um, mm-hmm. So he definitely supported me with my training. And Nick is very honest. Um, so he would he would tell me where I'm at, what he thinks I need to work on. Um, he would teach me new exercises to add into my routine. He would give me the steps and the cardio I should do. But then I also added, because um, I'm stubborn as well, I added like what I wanted to add in there and um, the foods I had a a lot of control over Um, or Nick would help brainstorm with me but the foods because he he wasn't plant-based I was um, I really had to kind of take over with that Um, so it's half and half yeah 
Awesome. And so what does um, a typical peak week look like for you, if you don't mind me asking? Because I think a lot of women also think that you need to be doing these crazy things. So it'd be cool if we shared that, yeah, maybe it's not as extreme as what you think. I actually didn't have a peak week. Oh. Yeah. Again, another opinion of mine, but I think for bikini, you really don't really need one. Yeah, Um, sure. I I think you can definitely incorporate carbs for sure. Um, But in my mind, it's like, why would I risk that? Like I've had people give a kilo of rice to their clients like two days out of a show. Yes, there's a 50% chance it'll work and there's a 50% chance it won't work and you've worked so hard leading up to this week. Um, I just can't think to myself, like I, I, I personally wouldn't risk that. I did definitely have carbs, but I had a normal amount. Like I had two days out, I had about... 250 grams of white rice with my dinner but my portions are really big as well with my food I struggled to eat I struggled to finish a lot of my food during during my prep so adding 250 Mm -hmm. grams of um, white rice was huge for me so I had that two days out see how I went on the Friday my show was on the Saturday gauged a little there had a little bit more um, and then I left up the pumping up for um, stage day show day and I pumped up you know with all my everything I needed while I was pumping up and being backstage I I just think majority of bikini competitors don't need a crazy peak week because it's bikini um, yeah. my opinion may change in the in the future I'm not sure but I just feel like um you should already be at your physique two weeks out and um your stage you know your stage physique two weeks out and then a little bit of carbs here and there is fine but the things that I'm seeing people do before their show really blows my mind. Again, probably works for them. I'm new. But, like, uh, I know some people drink a lot of alcohol the night before. Um, some people do, like, a dirty peak. But like, they go have burgers and pizza. Like, I just can't wrap my m- mind around it. Maybe there's something that I don't know. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, I just keep it. I, I don't see why I need to change Again, don't fix something that's not broken. If things are going cruisy, add a little bit of carbs, enjoy the rest of the days of prepping. But um, oh, I just can't imagine taking that risk, to be honest. Yeah, what about you? Like, yeah, no, I because I coach myself, I um, actually got some advice from a top-level um, Olympian in the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was water cutting. So I started on the first day. Oh, yeah. So it was five litres on Monday and it ended up being, I think it was one, it was 750 mils on show day on Saturday. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. And then I cut out all salt for that week as well, which yeah. was, um, I love salt. So that was a little bit challenging. But I don't know, it's hard to say. Like I, I saw my photos sort of before I did it and I thought I looked harder, but it all could have been in my head. Mm-hmm. And also taking the photos up there on the stage, I don't know, it's completely different lighting and stuff. But Yeah, with the water, I because I got my period on show day I had to drink a lot of water yeah to flush that retention um, yeah, sure. and the salt I did reduce it as well just because of the period it's just yeah. hard to say like when you cut something out and then and then give it to your body all of a sudden backstage you can go both ways you know your body can definitely begin to shock and be like whoa we haven't had this in a while what's going on or your body might be under stress so I think I don't know in my mind don't cut anything out completely yeah and don't go crazy adding crazy things as well that you haven't had for a while um, yeah definitely but yeah I don't know it's just we'll see I guess we'll see with my experience um with future shows but I'm I'm going to do the same for the 
uh, um, my pro debut. Yeah, um, awesome. And then we'll see how we go. I'll let you know then. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was really appreciative to have been given the advice so at least I could try. Yeah, for sure. You know, but, um, yeah, so that's at least ticked off and I'll try it a different way next time. Yeah, but exactly. You live in your Exactly. So what advice um, would you give women out there striving towards winning their pro card? Sure. So my my advice would be prep like there's a chance that you will win. Love it. But also prep to accept that you won't. Um, you may get your pro card in your first show like me or you may get it after years like Angelica, the, you know, the two-time winning Olympian champion. I sure. think the most important thing when prepping to, to be a pro is – back yourself up the whole way and believe that you deserve being on that stage and let that shine um get rid of any mindset of I have to win and that's the only way um because you just can't guarantee who will show up on that day so don't make soft uh, false promises to yourself but promise that you will do your best and go into the show with that mentality um you know with I, I know a lot of girls really want to be pro you know and they're really prepping hard to be pro um, but just don't do anything that's going to cost you your quality of life or mental health. I think, um, I think, yes, it's hard. Yes, you're going to be, you know, dieting and doing all these things. But at the end of the day, you don't want to lose yourself as well. And if you're losing bits of yourself and your character just for a name, then maybe you need to reevaluate your goals or you may need to um, just find a different approach to prepping or a different show or a different date, you know, being a pro doesn't define your worth you know like um the people that didn't win against me are just as worthy worthy people worthy athletes and I think your time will come um but just don't think that you know going into a show that you're already winning and that you're better than anyone everyone else because anything can happen and that mentality will crush your mental health if you don't get what you want um and just be a good sport always, you know, whether you win or you lose, your road to pro may take a few few losses. I'm sure I've got losses coming coming ahead too. Um, but stay humble and just do the best that you can. And, um, yeah, I guess like when it comes to comparing as well, comparing is important in the sport because you need to know what you need to look like or what is being rewarded. So compare yourself in a sports level, but don't yeah. compare yourself at an envious level because eventually you will you will start to think negative or hateful things towards what you're comparing yourself to. Um, so just protect your space, protect your your bubble and your energy, and just try and be humble and positive the whole way through because I feel like that really shines on stage. Um, and I feel like that really helped me with my presentation as well um, with my win. Brilliant. That was so well said. Oh. Do you find um, some of the girls like get affected by social media? Like some of your clients, like do you try and sort of tell them to stay away from it or? For sure. Even I did. Like I was, um, I was freaking out, you know, like I, especially being a first time competitor, um, you're kind of like, oh, my God, like you just freak out because everyone looks great on photos. That's my advice. Everyone looks great on photos. No one is yeah. going to upload their, their, a bad photo of them. So don't compare yourself at your – not your best versus someone's best. Um, you know, photos are deceiving. The internet is deceiving. No one's going to show you their worst angles. 
So re remember that, you know, like a lot of us compare all these, you know, bodies and physiques and poses, but it's like, let's just see how it's going to look on show day. You know, someone that you may think is going to win in your mind may not even get a call out or, you know, the other way around. So don't, don't psych yourself out about comparing yourself to a still image. I just think it's not worth it. Um, and also it creates negativity. Like it, you may be inspired at first, but then you might get really envious and just really like resent that person or be so frustrated that they're so much better than you or that you don't look like them. Um, and yeah, our clients have, our clients for sure have sent photos and be like, oh my God, I'm freaking out. Look at this girl. Um, and I would say the same thing. I would say get off, stop comparing because some of our clients would like look at tags just to compare. And mm. I actually said to one of my clients, just full freaking out, I'm getting, I was just, I was seeing really unhealthy qualities um, in mental health and insecurities and comparing. And I actually said to her, I'm not okay with the way you're feeling right now and the way mm. you're behaving like in terms of like comparing all that kind of stuff so I want to really help you bring you to a good mind frame but if you can't I don't want to I don't want to prep you for the show yeah totally it's because I don't want to encourage that behavior um yeah. but thankfully she was like she was she got a bit worried me saying you know I might I might pull the pin and she was like okay I'm totally open to coming with a better mind frame like help me and I did and she did amazing so um yeah, so I definitely just really girls don't compare because what matters is show day um, and that's that. That's all you've got to worry about, show day, not not anything else. Exactly. That's amazing. And we're coming to an end, yep. So what are some of your biggest supporters you've had along the way? Is there anyone you want to thank for their support over the years? Um, my biggest supporter is my coach, my best friend, my partner in business and life, which is Nick Denev. Um, I don't have enough words to thank him for all that he's done for me and I definitely wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for him. Um, so I really am appreciative of him and, you know, him just really helping me help him and helping me be better myself as well. Um, and, of course, I thank my parents for always being there for me and sending me to all these schools and all these things so I can develop really thick-skinned <laughs> For this, this yeah. lifestyle, maybe it was uh, meant to happen. And um, my friends, you know, my friends have always been really, really great support, amazing cheer squad um, and always supporting me and bettering me and just reassuring me. But I really want to thank my ex-boyfriends who broke my heart <laughs> and forced me to gain independence and spend hours in the gym, leading me to fall in love with transforming my mind and my body. So... <laughs> Let's go. Around to thank everyone you know I never thought that they would um change my life but they have haven't they <laughs> absolutely oh that's so cool thank you so much for coming on hun you've been absolutely amazing thank you so much for having me I really do appreciate it and um yeah thank you for having this platform for all of us other girls you know competing I wish I had found your platform during my you know my prep because um I was very alone and wanted to hear advice and just speak to like-minded people but I didn't know where to find that so I really really do think your um you know your mission is going to help a lot of a lot of competitors so thank you for letting me be a part of that
Awesome. Thank you, Han. And you have a fantastic rest of your day. And I can't wait to edit this and get it up. <laughs> you too. Okay. Bye, Serena. Bye. bye.